Hello, ambitious introvert. If you have found the Find Your Focus podcast and have been binging through the episodes of season one between July and August 2020, we are currently on hiatus for the summer, but I'll be back on Tuesday, the 1st of September for our usual every Tuesday podcast episode for you. So stay tuned if you'd like to contact me or keep up to date in between, follow me on Instagram at a restored radiance. And if you have any questions or a topic that you'd like to discuss, that's really frustrating you as an ambitious introvert, send me a DM, send me a message. I would love to hear from you. And it may also feature in a future episode. So thank you so much for listening for your time and I hope to connect with you soon. Lots of love. Find Your Focus is a recharging space for the ambitious introverted woman. Grab a quick energy boost and reflect on how you want to show up as an introverted leader in your personal and professional life. Here's some inspiring stories of people around the world who've done things differently from society's extroverted expectations. Your host, Heather, a woman's leadership and life transitions coach, founder of a Restored Radiance Coaching for the Ambitious Introvert, international communicator and marketer, world traveler, UK expat, and fellow introvert. Heather aims to help ambitious, introverted women find their unique leadership voice and create life transition roadmaps from career changes to moving countries or cities. Join Heather every Tuesday to find your focus, to fill your mindset with positivity and motivation to go after your dreams using your own unique energy blueprint. Your perceived weaknesses are your powerhouse. Here is your host. Hello, hello, ambitious introvert. I am sitting here at my desk with a coffee because it is time for our coffee chat. So as you know, babe, I encourage you to reach out to me. If you have any questions about life as an introvert, send them my way. Send me a DM at A Restored Radiance on Instagram, or you can email me at hello at arestoredradiance.com with a question. And once a month, I go through and I answer them. So today, I had a question about how to find inspiration when you are blocked, right? And so this is for all you creative babes out there. And really, that's basically everyone, right? So no matter whether you are a STEM, you know, science and math, or art and culture, all of that takes creativity. And in society at the moment, it's a very patriarchal society and you are, we are often forced to deliver, right? Deliver, deliver, deliver. And there's no appreciation for the time that it takes to, to process before and, you know, to strategize, to develop, to, to marinate on concepts before you deliver. And when you're feeling that pressure, you can find that, you know, for writers, it's the writer's block. For others, you know, that's just like you're feeling tense and you can't deliver that creativity. As a content creator and communications and marketing professional for the last 10 years working around the globe and working with people around in six different continents, I have a couple of tricks up my sleeve that I have used and actually still use to this day because yes, I still get writer's block no matter whether I was writing a story featuring the CEO of Skyscanner in HuffPost 
or writing about a topic, animal vaccines in Cameroon. It's, there's been a lot. <laughs> so for this particular question, I have four steps I use when I'm feeling that block and when I'm feeling frustrated and anxious and stressed and need to deliver. The very first step I would do is create your space. As introverts, space is very important to us. It's where, you know, creating a, a very supportive, nourishing, expansive space helps us breathe and recharge. So whatever that looks like to you, reflect on what your ideal space would be, whether that's inside or outside. Is it your whole place because you might live alone or is it a little section or a nook of your house because you live with people and maybe little tinies and you need to be a bit more resourceful for me i have a what i call a little zen den in the corner of my room i have two little two little places of zen dens in my room one is for the maybe the afternoon or the p.m it is my green velvet chair and a little knotted ottoman that I chill out on. I doodle, I explore. It's well lit. It has some scented candles there and it gets me in a position of feeling very supported, very relaxed. Because the thing is, is that you're, you're not going to do your best work when you're stressed. We often think that we do, especially if you have a tendency to procrastinate. But the thing is, is that when you are you when you're approaching your work from a position of opportunity of space that really brings out the best of your work when you're trying to deliver something because you're stressed and you have a, a short time limit to deliver that on you're never going to do the best work you might do it fast because you feel that pressure but it's never going to be the most in-depth work that you're going to be able to do so creating that space and filling it with the support that you need. I also, for my space, so I have a separate space when I do need to do the work. I have my desk and everything on my desk is geared toward work to kind of remove that psychological association to, you know, to distract me. And one of the tools I use is music. So I have a Spotify account and I love their mood playlists. So they have some great, if you search under mood, you can choose deep focus and they have some really beautiful instrumental sounds. If you want the sounds of maybe, you know, you do your best work in a coffee shop. So maybe you need to go there. Or if you're feeling really low and exhausted, maybe you can download the app Noisily, so N-O-I-S-L-I, and it has sounds that you would hear in nature or in your environment, and they actually have a coffee shop sound that just plays continuous, so you can hear vague conversations and the clattering of plates and coffee being made as if you were in the coffee shop. So if that's the sounds that you need to get you in deep focus, I highly recommend that. It's great for when you're feeling low energy and don't want to see people, but yet you want that sound to support you in your creativity. Another item I use to help me get into this, the creative space is time blocking. Now, 
time blocking is a great technique. You can do that on your phone. Every one of us has a phone or has a timer, whether that be in the kitchen or on our phone, and set it for a time that you think is doable. So maybe that's 15 minutes, or maybe that is 25 or 30 minutes. You can do anything for that sort amount of time, right? And so you're really just practicing and getting into the spirit and the, the practice of showing up for yourself and your creative delivery. So you're sitting at your desk, you've set your timer for 25 minutes, and you just begin. There's no expectations other than just beginning and just showing up for yourself. And when you release those expectations, you're actually releasing a lot of stress and you're opening yourself to a bit more of an expansive mindset that really encourages more deep creativity because of that. So do some time blocking. The second step I would recommend is create without editing yourself. This is so, so, so important. And it's actually something that I took from this amazing book by Stephen King. It's his nonfiction book called On Writing. Now, Stephen King is obviously known for horror and really successful books, but he, he wasn't always there. He came from a very working class family in New England. His mom was a single mom and she worked and hustled her way to support her two kids, one of them being Stephen King. And he himself faced numerous rejections trying to get his book Carrie published and he could have easily given up. He didn't have opportunities presented to him very easily, but he continued. He's, he persisted, and because of that, he is where he is today. And his book, I highly recommend you reading that. It is a great read. It's very easy to quickly read, and it also includes very clear, helpful ideas for you if you are a writer. I also think that some of his, his tips are for anyone who needs to create. And one of them he recommended was to write without editing yourself. I've I encourage you if you're a creator to do without editing yourself, right? So this is trying to just act, whether that be writing, whether that be creating film or anything that you need to create in this moment. Just do it. And as if you were literally brain dumping everything on that page in your whatever creative modality or platform you're using right now, just get it out, out of your head and into that platform. It's going to be, it's going to look like a verbal vomit. So you're going to have a tendency to try to edit, but don't because this is creativity in its purest form, right? Getting this content on paper or getting this out of your head into some something that you can see is going to help you spot patterns. And when you spot patterns, you can spot themes and you can spot you can see how you can then go from draft draft one to draft two where you develop concepts and themes and and you create that that narrative or that's any sort of project that you're working on and so it relieves it relieves a lot of stress that you may have had for yourself to look at the grammar and do 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 and to just do it from an editor's eye allow yourself to be the creator first and then edit then pare back then refine and the third step i'd recommend is 
say you've done step one and two and you've reached that creator's block. That is perfectly fine. It's part of the process. You have done nothing wrong. I'm going to repeat, you have done nothing wrong. You've done everything right. This is just part of the process. You're, the creative process is a cycle, right? It's not finite. It doesn't go from point A to point B. It is a cycle just like in nature with the, the seasons. So you're going to have a spring season where you start to, you know, st things start to bloom and you can start to get excited. Then you're going to have that summer process where it's going to be, oh my gosh, everything's in the flow. It's, it's coming. It, it's like so easy. You're going to have the fall where you're starting to see like the, the results of all that hard work. And then you're going to get to the winter stage where all of a sudden it just stops and you, you want to, you want that flow again but you don't know how to get back. This is your body telling you that you need space, you need silence, you need to step away from that project, you need to let that project marinate a little bit more. Um, it needs time to breathe, and you, as the creator, need time to breathe. You need rest. And so this is why often people will joke that they get the best ideas in the shower. You've stepped away from your project, you've taken a break, you're silent, and suddenly, when you're not thinking about it, you get the best ideas. That goes the same for allowing yourself to have those moments of rest. And not as a, okay, I, I'm gonna do this very one, every once in a while. No, this needs to be part of your process, right? So allowing your body to tell you what you need instead of trying to push through what your body is reminding you you need. When we push through, we actually end up severing that momentum. And you need to say, hey, this is part of the momentum cycle. I am going to allow this to be part of the cycle. And I'm, I'm gonna ask what I can be taught through this process and just be. So whether that's going outside, taking a walk in nature, going to a museum, catching up with friends, listening to a podcast, reading a book, taking a yoga class, going to the gym, anything but the creative work that you've been doing, allowing yourself that space to breathe. And silence can also be fantastic because we often fear silence, but silence allows us to listen to our intuition. Intuition is not the thoughts in our head, not the things that are shouting us at us every single day. No, they're that whisper that resides deep in our gut that when we take the time and the quiet, it, it will become a little bit more loud each and every time we practice that. And it allows us to to listen to the answers we have deep inside of us that we have not taken the time to hear and listen. So that is so important. And doing this step three allows you to, again, reduce stress and the attachment to delivery. Now, step four is once you've taken the time to rest and you're starting to get back into step one and two, creating your space and doing without editing, I want you to start switching your mindset. So step four is switch your mindset from lack to opportunity. Often we get to the stage when we're 
creating and it's probably at the halfway mark right the sticky middle the frustrating bit where you you still are so far away from that that the end of the tunnel that it's frustrating and you just want to give up and you just want to deliver something crappy and just tick it off your list we have all been there <laughs> i have been there so many times <laughs> and have almost and actually sometimes delivered crappy first drafts just because i needed to however I want you to, in these moments, I want you to switch your mindset. So instead of seeing this as, oh, this is something I don't want to do, or I'm not even that passionate about it, or maybe if you're doing a nine to five and you're having to create, I'd rather, you know, having a different project and why did I have to do this? Instead of seeing this as something you have to do, see this as an opportunity. You are working in a job that allows you to be creative, that allows you to explore. So instead of seeing this as something I have to do, see this as something you get to do. This is a choice. You've chosen this position. You've chosen this role. You've chosen this activity. And while the role or the deliverable might not be your cup of tea at this moment, what can it teach you? What sort of opportunities do you, have you been given through this? What have you learned in the process? Who have you met? And what connections have you curated? And what possibilities are there for you in the future? When you start seeing this from a position of opportunity and expansiveness and abundance, then you are, again, you're reducing that stress and attachment to just doing without thought, without joy, without peace and without that intuitive introverted mindset that we all carry and are deep in our souls and in our intuition. You are switching your mindset from a position of lack to abundance, but you're also then saying, I get to create. How joyous. I wake up every single day and I get to create and I get to expand and I get to grow and I get to connect. And that is your true power. So ambitious, introverted, babe, creator, doer, lover, I hope this has inspired you. I hope this has motivated you. And I hope this has allowed you to release any expectations you have to, to just do because that marinating, that, that brainstorm stage, that strategy stage, and that deeper reasoning of why is so important for you to continue creating and creating beautiful content for others to to love, to process, and to support them in their lives. So thank you so much for what you do and what you bring and who you serve in this world. And yes, send me a, a DM if you have another question. DM me on Instagram at a restored radiance or email me at hello at a restored radiance.com. Speak soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully it gave you the boost you needed to start your week. If it did, it would be appreciated if you spent two minutes right now to give this podcast a review on iTunes and then share the episode with an introverted friend who needs to hear this message. Your review will make sure other ambitious introverts who are struggling to find their voice and focus find this show and can receive the love and support we hope you felt today. Thank you. And remember, your perceived introverted weaknesses are your powerhouse.